Hello and welcome to PediaPod for September 2021. This month, the role of inhibitory receptors in the pathogenesis of oligoarticular juvenile idiopathic arthritis. Juvenile idiopathic arthritis is one of the most common inflammatory joint diseases in children. Previous studies have shown that in the oligoarticular subtype of this disease, T-cells play a central role in pathogenesis. T-cell inhibitory receptors, also known as immune checkpoints, seem to play an important role in the development of tolerance and recognition of self and non-self antigens. Ligands binding to these checkpoint proteins inhibit T-cell function and modulates the course of the immune response. When there's continued antigen exposure, this gradual loss of T-cell effector function has led to these cells being referred to as exhausted. In children with inflammatory disease, such as this subtype of juvenile idiopathic arthritis, little is known of their immunological response to the use of inhibitory receptors. In this episode, we meet Erdel Sarg, a paediatric rheumatologist at Ankara Training and Research Hospital, Turkey. He and his team designed an ex vivo disease model to examine the effects of different co-inhibitory receptors on the pathogenesis of oligoarticular juvenile idiopathic arthritis. Erdel started off by telling me about his career in paediatric rheumatology and how it started in Turkey. Hi, I'm Erdal Saad from Turkey. I had my medical education at Hacettepe University, uh, which is in Ankara, in the capital city of Turkey. When I was doing my pediatric uh, residency, I started to study pediatric rheumatology uh, with the guidance of Professor Cezar Özel. I visited the University of College London, Dr. Lucy Wedderbos' lab, uh, during my pediatric residency, and I visited the Lawrence lab in Denmark, Aarhus, uh, where I did all my uh, researches in the recent paper. Do you have much personal experience in Turkey with juvenile idiopathic arthritis? Do you see this a lot? Juvenile idiopathic arthritis is the most common inflammatory arthritis in childhood. It accounts nearly half of our daily clinic in Turkey. It is not that much uh, severe disease, but if you do not give treatment, uh, may cause the child becomes more restricted or with chronic pain. So it's our primary goal to decrease the burden of the disease, of course, and to improve the uh, child's health. Juvenile idiopathic arthritis, uh, especially the oligoarticular uh, subtype, is an autoimmune disease. When a naive T-cell encounter an antigen or enter an inflammatory environment, they turn to functional primary memory cells and their capacity to cytokine production is very high in that state. However, if the antigen presentation or the inflammation becomes chronic, these cells begin to run out and the checkpoint proteins work just here. They make the T-cells exhausted. Uh, in 2018, two scientists won the Nobel Prize. They blocked these exhaustion step and make these T-cells become non-exhausted and make them again uh, proliferative. So they start to fight with the cancer cells again. But with these treatments, they've seen that there are a lot of autoimmune side effects. That's the point we uh, start to think about the uh, pathogenetic mechanisms of these proteins in the autoinflammatory or autoimmune diseases because there should be a link in between cancer and autoimmune diseases. And so tell me about the current study. How did this come about? Uh, when I started my rheumatology fellowship, I have seen a lot of juvenile idiopathic arthritis patients. And uh, in the oligoarticular subtype, we usually drain the inflamed synovial fluid from the joints 
and used to throw them away. But I decided to compare the sinewal fluid with the peripheral blood of the same child to decide what happens in this microenvironment. So I started to collect sinewal fluid and at some point I get in touch with Professor Ben Deloran. He is working on the sinewal fluid in the adult patients also. So we discussed with him and we were trying to find a new pathway, a new molecule. We performed a new uh, vivo arthritis model because the current models in the rheumatology field usually mimics the adult rheumatoid arthritis, but it is pretty much different from the childhood disease. The first thing we have done is to show that our model is working and thankfully it worked. So you looked at the plasma and the synovial fluids from your patients, didn't you? Where did you see most activity, first of all, of the um, checkpoint analogues, the inhibitory receptors? The joint, the inflamed joint, is the major site of the inflammation. Uh, we do not see that much inflammation in the peripheral blood, but when we compare the cells and the cytokines in the synovial fluid, we have seen a great increase. So we thought that these uh, cells uh, go to exhaustion phase because there's a chronic inflammation in there. In this synovial microenvironment, the T cells were not totally exhausted. I mean, we can uh, still uh, push them to become more pre-inflammatory. If they are not exhausted, we try to give them checkpoint protein analogs. Essentially, you were trying to study the effects of different inhibitory receptors. Mm -hmm. The idea is that if you give locus of checkpoint proteins, the T cells start to aggravate the inflammation because you rescue them from apoptosis. But if you give the analog of these checkpoint proteins, you tell them stop working and you make them exhausted. So they stop working and they block the inflammation. The story was very similar with the CTLA-4 analog, abatacept. Uh, so we decide to move on with LAC3, hopefully for a new therapeutical agent. Uh, we use the synovial fluid monitor cells. We directly put them to the flasks and grow some fibroblasts. The fibroblasts are really important cells in the pathogenesis of rheumatoid arthritis, actually, but it was not studied well in the juvenile part of uh, idiopathic arthritis. Then we add the same patients, PBMCs or cellular monitor cells to the fibroblasts and we co-cultured them. In the end, uh, we found that if you co-culture fibroblasts with the PBMCs or SFMCs, they start to uh, aggravate the inflammation. If you grow fibroblasts and PBMCs in a separate uh, wells, uh, you get some inflammation, but if you grow them in the same flask, you get very high inflammation. So the main idea is to lock this inflammation at the checkpoint protein level. Then the idea comes out to block the, their activity with the checkpoint analogs. When we block the checkpoint proteins in our co-cultures, the inflammation goes very high. So we decided that these cells are not totally exhausted and we can still make them much more active. But when we add the analogs of uh, LAC3, uh, we block the inflammation and make the secretion of several cytokines decrease. So LAG3 then is the key checkpoint analog? According to our study, yes, LAG3 is the uh, key checkpoint analog in uh, oligoarticular journalistic arthritis patients. What does that mean then about the potential for using LAG3 
as a therapeutic target. If you give lactate analog to fibroblast plus T cells, uh, we have seen that we are blocking the inflammation because we hypothesize that we make T cells exhausted. We make them going to the apoptosis or the exhausted phase of the T cells. So in the end, the inflammation goes away. That's our hypothesis, but I mean, we have to prove it in uh, animal models first and then in, in patients, of course. Are there worries that there would be side effects of exhausting T cells? Um, sure, but we are still taking CTLA-4 analog into account. Abatacept is working very safely and it's, it has been proved with the randomized controlled trials in the juvenile hepatic arthritis patients and there were no serious side effects. I don't know how, I don't know why, uh, but I think at some point there is another control mechanism that blocks them to go to cancer, I think. But again, it's really a pilot study, so we, we have to move on with the animal models first. Okay, so is that your next step then, is to move this from ex vivo cultures to some sort of animal model? The first thing we are planning to do is to prove it in a larger cohort with different subtypes of juvenile hepatic arthritis. But the next step is will be the animal models. That was Erdel Sag, a paediatric rheumatologist at Ankara Training and Research Hospital, Turkey. And that's it for this month. Please join us again next time for your next edition of Pediapod. I'm Jeff Marsh. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.